Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, Commanders fans? It is another episode of Believe in Commanders, uh, emergency pod of sorts. We just had to kind of reshuffle subjects to to tackle something that's been uh, put into the news recently in, in Commanders Nation. Uh, but before we get to that topic, we're going to bring in the wonderful Brian Murphy. What's up, my man? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm excited that there is a an actual football game that the Commanders are playing uh, on Friday, but it's kind of taking a back seat this week to some other stuff that we'll dive into. But all things considered, uh, I'm good because football is here. Games are being played. Uh, it's starting to get real, and we're less than a month away from actual regular season. It matters. The record goes down in the record books football happening so i'm good how about you yes indeed man i'm excited for football kind of you kind of forget that it was coming back up because some news jumped in there but it, it, it's exciting because you as a player you get to go out there and just play ball mm-hmm. you know everything else has been scripted you know you kind of know hey we want to work against a cover two or a cover three in this look um they can put plays in different people's hands and now you know, you don't know what the defense is going to do. You don't know what that DB is going to do. It's going to be your first time seeing them. Uh, there's no tape. Well, I mean, you can go watch some tape from last year, but there's no tape of current of uh, this current year's uh, you know mm-hmm. roster. So um, this is where rosters get made, decisions start to get made, and they start to say, oh, maybe we don't have something in this guy, or maybe we do have something in this player over here. And he wasn't been able to showcase that in practice. But uh, before we get too deep into the X's and O's about football. Uh, let's talk to our sponsors or hear from them, at least the great folks over there at Bet Online. Uh, Brian, give the folks a little rundown of what Bet Online can do for you. Yeah, don't forget that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and even football because it's back, baby. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting. And also, you can play some casino and card games right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. And remember, if it's your first time, use our code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yes, it is where the game starts. And if it's your first time listening to the show, uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. If it's your All second right. uh, and above time looking to the, listening to the show we once again we thank you for that uh but let's get right into this thing man there's been recently uh brought out there was a conversation or a question that was posed to ron rivera if any if any of the players have uh complained or said anything about you know uh coach eric bienemy's intensity when it comes to practice and then coach rivera said yeah there has been a few people that that came to him and uh, he directed them over there to uh, Eric Bieniemy to kind of sort things out, but frankly, that brought up a little little small storm cloud over over what's been an overly positive and quiet Commanders training camp. Brian, what were your thoughts when you saw uh, this this news come out uh, about how players are reacting to EB's coaching style? 
I had a couple of different ways that I looked at it. Uh, You know, I I think that I think it's okay to 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 question a coach. I I think it's okay to disagree with philosophies, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Going and sitting down with a coach, if you you disagree, or or with a boss, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is, somebody who is in charge of what you do. At the end of the day, it's it's still kind of up to them, though, and so it you know. Eric Bieniemy was brought in to make this offense work and to make it uh, play way better than it has in the last decade plus. So, uh, all, all things considered, uh, you know, I the the two time Super Bowl champ offensive coordinator, I think is going to get the benefit of the doubt for me. I I think that this team kind of needed to be shaken up a little bit, especially on the offensive side of the football. We've heard that they're a little bit behind or maybe a lot behind, depending on who you talk to that defense that has been built with first rounder after first rounder. So this offense needed a little bit of life. And I think that's what Eric bien brings to it. So as far as a, a player questioning Eric bien I understand it, but at the same time, this is a guy that has had success and has had success recently. Um, I'm curious to hear what you, what what you have to say as a former player and what you have to say about you know questioning a coach or, or disagreeing with it. But the other side of this for me is Ron Rivera even bringing this up. I'm not really sure why this was even brought up. This sounds like it could have been and probably was handled already, and it just felt like an odd timing with your first preseason game coming up. Um, like you said, a lot of positivity going on around the team for the first time and who knows how long it just felt like odd timing. And, and honestly, if I had to power rank this or, or, or decide what was more frustrating out of this, it was, it was Ron Rivera and him bringing it up. So there's just a couple different ways to look at this. And obviously I want to hear from you as a former player, but those are my kind of initial thoughts when I saw all this coming down this week. You know, when, uh, when, when you, heard it come out my first thought was you know he's being tough on uh, and and one thing about when you talk about Ron Rivera before I go too far beyond what Eric Bieniemy's coaching style I, I feel like this had to have been something that happened in the past like you brought up like there's no he there was no context around the timing as to when these things occurred because you know Whenever Eric Bieniemy comes in, and he's a guy that, from all accounts, is you know very intense, and uh, may he have some creative language that he's going to utilize when he talks to to his players, um, that will shake things up, and people may not be ready for that. And and I think that was the situation, and I feel like this is something that probably happened in OTAs and minicamp, and it it shook some guys up where they're like, whoa, hold on now, uh, we're not used to this, and, and you know if they go and have that conversation with Eric Bieniemy. You can see where he where he's coming from because once again you see Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, those guys come to his defense and say, "Hey, you know he's a tough coach. He's, he's going to get on you, but he he means well. He wants to get the best out of you." Um, you know, but like I'll tell you off offline, it, it may be one of these things where it's an opportunity for EB to really work on an area that has been pointed out multiple times from various areas. Is saying, "Hey, this is an area that." It's, it's kind of hard for us to try to put you in a head coach position if you can't make relationships with your players. Like, how are you going to keep a star quarterback? How are you going to keep a star player uh, on your team if you if you kind of push their buttons a little bit too hard? Um, so I feel like that's where that comes from. And maybe he has that opportunity. Uh, but I do agree with you 100%. The offense needed 
some sort of boost. They needed to shake things up. If I was on that offense, I would not want things to be the same. I would want things to be done differently. I would want to be held to a higher standard. And, and you even saw when Terry McLaurin first met with Eric Bieniemy, he said, I want to be coached hard, like coach, mm-hmm. coach me hard, help me uh, play at a higher level. And, and really, frankly, a lot of that comes down to accountability. Um, now, the word you use to get to hold somebody accountable, I, I feel like that may be the part that maybe rubs people the wrong way. And, sure. You know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had coaches at, at you know, frankly, uh, probably high school, college and above uh, that have had some fairly colorful language. Uh, so I don't know. What, what have your experiences been with, with, with coaches? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking coaches are are not quite the athlete as you, obviously, but I'm thinking bosses like that. There are different ways of doing things. Uh, you know, t- to be honest, like strong language doesn't really bother me as long as you're not calling me that thing. If, if you're if that, that's kind of adding a little spice to what you're saying, um, I'm OK with it as long as you're not being derogatory towards me. Uh, you know, if you if you want to correct how I'm doing something and it gets a little spicy that that's one thing but as long as you're not insulting me or or questioning my character you know I I I don't have a huge issue with that do I want to hear it all the time no and and from what from what I hear from other players and even this this summer is that as loud as Eric Bieniemy is negatively he's also pretty loud positively and it sounds like he really has his players back so uh, as long as you're keeping it you know the same positive and negative keeping that same energy on on both sides i'm okay with it so uh you know do i want to be cussed out all the time no and i don't think anybody does <laughs> even even the people that want to be coached the hardest i don't think they want to be but i, I it, it doesn't necessarily bother me that 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 gets slipped in there every now and then but as a former player you know and played at the highest level what about you you know i've i've i was thinking all the years i've played i've played ball I've, I've had some of the most creative combinations of cuss words thrown at me, um, <laughs> either about our overall performance, uh, about my personal performance, um, just how the game worked out, not being able to block a, a 4-1 uh, front, yeah, like just all type of things. There's been a lot of language that's been thrown out. And, and I also have been in rooms where they say, hey, look to your left and to your right. One of y'all are probably not going to make it through training camp. And this wasn't even in the league. So I've, I've been through, you know, tough, tough coaches, quote unquote, tough coaches. When I first got to the league, it was under the Bill Parcells tree and Tony Sperano was there. And there was one instance I, um, you know, I remember he was out on the practice field. And this one coach was generally really calm, you know, you know, calm and it wasn't very loud. But but one day uh, Coach Parcells was riding around in that golf court and, and I felt this heat kind of pick up because of the, the volume. Uh, got louder from this coach. And I was like, man, what's, why are you yelling? And he just got it on me for no reason. And you know, get up to you. You got to get on the line. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, why are you acting brand new all of a sudden? Now, see, that's where you have a problem. If the, if the coach is like you said, if it's consistent, cool, I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. It's whenever stuff starts switching up that it, that it ends up being a problem. Um, and, and frankly, one other point that you have to make is as a as a new coach coming in and everything is on your plate like it is up to you if you make the jump to head coach or if you continue to stay at this offensive coordinator position everything is up to you you are going to take that that extremely seriously yeah um and and you have to start with your foot with your pedal to the metal 
And then you can back off from there because you cannot come in there and try to make friends and buddy buddy with everybody and then try to turn it up in training camp because now people don't know who they're dealing with. You're better off coming in there firing at all cylinders and then just work your way down from there, back off if you need to, and you start to learn your players and, and what makes them really get going. And it seems like he did that, like a great press conference to start. And it, and it seemed like it was no nonsense from the beginning. And that's kind of what I we've already talked about going back to. I feel like this was an issue that has already happened. And so it's just so it feels kind of silly for it to come up right now. And, you know, Ron answered the question or, you know, was addressing whatever it was. So I, I don't know. I, you know, I, again, I think my, my biggest issue then becomes – Okay, Eric Bieniemy is a tough coach. Maybe he rubs people some the wrong way. Well, two Super Bowl champs championships in the last what three four years. Uh, that's that's what uh, I think. Joe, Jacoby Brissett is the only player on this team with a Super Bowl ring. He has one as a backup with New England. So uh, I'm going to take. You got to give this guy some, some some credit. He doesn't get you know carte blanche or anything. He doesn't get to come in and and, and call all the shots. But I'm going to you know. It is what it is. Eric Bieniemy is who he is. We've heard this. Then my issue becomes, and I, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, is why is Ron Rivera bringing this up? This seems like something that was brought to him by a player, a couple players, whatever it is, and it maybe was handled, but definitely could have been handled behind the scenes, could have been handled in the locker room. Um, it just it just felt like odd timing, and it felt like it was such an unnecessary distraction from uh, all the good stuff that's going on football coming up this weekend. They, they announced that Sam Howell's going to start in, in that preseason game, like all this positive momentum. And you kind of threw a huge emergency break in the middle of it. And it just felt so unnecessary. What are your thoughts on Ron Rivera's part in this? And did he just get caught in word vomit or, or what are your thoughts on, on what he said here? Um, I honestly think it was something that was taken out of context and, and like I said, I feel like this is something that probably happened back in June, back in July, back in May, something way back then that it rubbed people the wrong way. And 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 coach just came out and said, yeah, there were some people that 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 took things hard, you know. And I just redirect them to to coach and and left it as simple as that. It, it wasn't anything like, oh yeah, just like I hear it from everybody, and I got Terry coming in. That's that's you know, he's not. They didn't say no names. He just right. said that there were some people that had you know some concerns, and frankly, like. Terry McLaurin would be the great, the perfect representative. You know, let's let's say hypothetically, EB's been getting on a young receiver, a young running back, and Terry's like, "Man, I got you. I'll go in there and talk to him for you." And he'll say, "Hey, man, and can you tell him to tone down?" And and I'd feel like Terry would be a great representative for that. You know, yeah. so it it's it's, it's a non issue. You know, it, just because it came out, frankly, it's been however many days, almost twenty something days since you know the team sold, and there has been basically no negative news. This is the first thing that pops up. Just yeah, and and that's because you're making it bigger. Mm-hmm. It's it's a non-issue. It's really not a big thing because really nobody says anything whenever it's the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. Nobody says anything when it's Nick Saban and and whatever goes down in Alabama. Nobody says anything. That's what when he's talking about just different guys who come from different programs are used to certain things being done a certain way. That's what it means. I mean. Hey, you know, it is what it is. So that's uh, he'll make adjustments. That's a good point. And and if this was last summer and he was still coaching on the Chiefs and Andy Reid said something like that, like it wouldn't have been even been news because they had just won a super, you know, a Super Bowl. They 
they are have been so successful but because the commanders the football team the redskins have been so poor in in terms of standings and 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 success obviously something like this does pop up and i just hate i hated that that the players got questioned as soft because that didn't pop in my mind at all uh but the, just the 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 constant stirring up of all this and all that just added some unnecessary distraction but i think you're right i think it's it's much ado about nothing and i think I guess honestly, with a football game on Friday, it gives us the chance to to stop talking about it at that point because then it's yeah. on. It's okay. On, we're on to Cleveland, kind of like Bill Belichick said back in the day. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cleveland. You know, we're playing. We got a game on Friday. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a little dust up. Guys got, had to get used to Eric Bieniemy and had to get used to the way he does things. And now we're playing Cleveland, and now we got the rest of the season in front of us. No, I mean, frankly, folks, last bit on it is that's just the way that's the way the league is, because they always say if the coach isn't yelling at you, then then it's probably too late. You're probably on your way up out of here. Uh, if I drop a pass, I need a coach to kind of say, hey, man, you need to come on, and make that play. Not, oh, it's OK, Armstrong, go catch the next one, because there ain't going to be that many next ones. You may only get one pass thrown your way. And if it means that you need to run your route perfect every single time, ninety nine times. Just to get one pass on 100, you need to be perfect 99 yep. times. And, and and the way that you portray that message, uh, Coach B enemy will learn to, to deal that out differently depending on who they're talking to. But Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I know that he wants to hold everybody accountable. He wants to hold his player to the highest standard. Um, and, and there's some people on this team that if they play at the highest level uh, and have all their potential rolled out, there could be a potential contract logjam uh, with the commanders. And... Uh, we got some some more conversations coming up on this topic, but I wanted to talk with Brian uh, about a few guys, at least I know on the defensive side, mm-hmm. that there is some big money at play. I mean, you're thinking of guys like Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and Cam Curl. More, all those are my top three guys that, that you got to think about paying here maybe after this season. Um, I mean, what do you think of this potential situation? Do you think you're going to have to lose somebody, um, or is there a way to, to keep everybody in-house? In, in yeah, obviously, uh, you know, you got to dive deeper into the salary cap and what they can afford and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think this hopefully is a good problem to have. Hopefully all three of those guys that you mentioned uh, have a huge season. They play like they did in, in 2020, specifically when Chase Young was, you know, the rookie of the year. Cam Curl looked like an absolute diamond in the rough steal at, the, at seventh round pick and Montez Sweat just making plays all over the place. Um, I would love to find a way to keep the, the defense intact, but then you have to think, are you, you just spent, uh, a, a lot of money on defensive tackles and, and Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Are you able to, to then spend two more long-term contracts just on one position group? If you kind of group them all into the defensive line, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. If, if you want to keep the, the offense, you know, hopefully going in the right direction and add some playmakers and, and, and hopefully this is the jump start of, of this offense kind of catching up with this defense. And then, uh, you know, 
I have to say, you know, from those three, I think Cam Curl might be my priority. Uh, I yeah. think that he he is a difference maker. I think we saw last year that when he was in the lineup, he just made everybody else around him better. He kind of allowed everybody else to to make plays around him. So if I'm kind of like prioritizing those guys, it's Cam Curl, and then the other two can kind of duke it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, in a perfect world, I, I would love to have them all back. Sure. And you mentioned having uh talk with some salary cap. That'll be an upcoming episode. And we have a salary crap salary cap expert join the show. He's gonna real dig into these contract things. I don't get into all that, man. Yeah. I leave that to the professionals. Okay. I leave it to the pros. So looking forward to having JI on the show. Um, but I, I'm in agreement with you uh, on Cam Curl probably being the priority. Um, because of once the investment that has been made across the uh, the defensive line already. Uh, but this is a good problem that you have in Washington, especially based on the fact that you have a rookie quarterback. You mm -hmm. see how these other divisions are just now getting – other teams in the division are getting hit with, you know, the inability to try to sign players. They have to get creative with financing uh, to keep their players in tow. I mean, Dak Prescott's been on his, his contract for a while. They're talking about an extension over there. Daniel Jones just broke the bank. Um, and then speaking of breaking the bank, uh, Jalen Hurts just opened his own bank, um, right. getting that money right there. Two Jalens have really made over $500 million in contract money. Jalen Hurts and Jalen Brown. Shout out to those young men. But let's play this little quick game, okay, since we, since I think we both kind of agree on this one. We're going to play a little game of sign, tag, and trade, okay? Sign, tag, and trade. Um, I'm assuming that, you know, we're going to be able to – Washington will be able to long-term sign somebody just mm -hmm. out of the gate. We want to give you the money for another five years or whatever it is. Uh, give them the contract. Then there's somebody that they're going to have to do a, tra a tag, a franchise tag on. Um, and if they can't do this, well, I don't know. You just tell me on Twitter. Uh, but I, but let's say that they can. And then the other person will say that you're going to trade. And we're not going to let them – you're not going to get out without getting some sort of compensation. So you're yeah. going to have to let somebody leave the building – and this you're just assuming that you can't keep everybody. So uh, what do you think on the sign? I think you said earlier Cam Curl would be your your priority. Is he Would he be the person you want to sign, tag, yeah. or trade? And I, I'm assuming the three we're talking about are Cam Curl, Chase Young, and Montez Sweat for this specific yes. exercise. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Cam Curl, I think, would be the guy I'm signing long-term. Lockdown. Uh, one half of the back half of your defense, but he's so much more than that. He can play like up, uh, you know, in the box. He can do a whole bunch of different things. Cam Curl, yeah, definitely uh, the guy I'd sign if I had to to make the choice between those three. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that, and I think hmm, I definitely want to keep Cam Curl in the building. I'll tell you that much. I think going ahead and getting him under contract, um, I, I think is the biggest thing. I think he wants to probably get signed and isn't trying to go through a whole bunch of drama with it and and they'll be able to reward him for that and yeah I, mean, I think the other two contracts are going to be probably pretty high numbers just based on the position so i'll take cam curl as my signing option um now two defensive ends got to duke it out who will i look to tag or trade mm, that's tough that's tough. I, I think that I would, and and once again, you may not be able to do it coming out of their fifth year, but I, I'd probably want to try to tag Chase Young if I could, if that was a possibility. Just just assuming that if he performs 
to the level that you think he will now, um, I think that he's going to be able to ascend further in his career. He's going to grow higher in his career uh, personally. So, yeah, what about you? What do you got next? Yeah, I um, – well, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I think, yeah, I think I would, uh, I think I would agree with you. So I, I would, I would tag chase young. I, I would say we, we believe in you. We're going to do this kind of like, uh, we did with Deron Payne. Um, and, and we want to see what, what you have to, to bring. Uh, this was a great year, 2023. I'm assuming show us one more year, show us that you're fully back from, from injury and, and fully ready to go. And then, uh, yeah, let's sign a, a long-term deal because, uh, you know, at that point, I, I think he'll be hopefully in the prime of his career and they'll be able to get a, a long term deal done down the road. But, yeah, I'm starting with with the the tag for Chase Young. Um, okay. And then uh, that brings us to the, t- the tough trade. So uh, I guess we're on the same page trading if we had to absolutely had to trading Montez Sweat. Yeah, I think you got to get some value, but I'll, I'll do this. I'll throw a little monkey wrench in here. So let's just say that. Um, you know, Chase isn't able to be franchise tagged for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's something in, in the stipulation of the contract, or he's just like, I ain't gonna play under that. Uh, I want some longer deal. And then you end up having to trade him. Um, would you be would you be cool with that if you had to if you had to once again uh, trade Chase Young and then tag Montez? What would be your argument for for keeping Tez? For keeping Montez, sweat, I just think that he. Uh you know, if that's what it comes down to, I think that he's been doing it a couple of years longer than, than Chase Young. You know, he, he has run into a couple of injury things. Um, I, I think that the, the game changing plays have been there a little more consistently than Chase Young, obviously Chase's injury and, and all that. But uh, I think Montez Sweat has just kind of uh, done it a little bit longer. And so, you know, a guy that, that is kind of, you know, carved a niche for himself in this defense and has really shown up in some big plays, uh, pick six, uh, you know, a couple of strip sacks, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I would totally be okay with keeping Montez sweat. Then, then the issue, the, the reason, honestly, I said uh, the other way around is, is because, you know, he's got two years on chase young. Does the age start to catch up to you? Um, you know, we see guys playing a little less, uh, longer than they used to. So that was kind of something could you, I was kind of thinking, can you parlay a great year by Montez sweat into him being a, a trade chip or, or, or chase young? What does that look like? So yeah, this, yeah. listen, these are, hopefully these are good problems because hopefully all three of these guys have huge seasons and, and you're having to make some tough decisions because that proves that you've, you had a great year, which I will take all day long. So, um, what would you say about if you had to keep Montez sweat over chase young, what kind of would tip the balance there? You know, I, I do. I, I would lean on the production and the va- availability. It's just one of those things that you're that you're on that you're on the you're on the field. You might as well get rewarded for that. Um, but then that could be a big thing that you know tempts a lot of other teams to get interested um, in, in a Montez Sweat. You think that they can do a lot with him. Uh, he's got a lot of speed, uh, and uh, and with some more training and, and some more work at the defensive end spot, and you know maybe going to Von Miller School and. Uh, you know, going to train with some of those guys, learn some more moves. Could be a stellar, you know, top-notch, elite, you know, pass rusher. Um, so he, he's got an upside that I think he'd be able to tap into and keeping him long-term will help provide some pressure for that defense. 
Yeah, I agree. And, and, and like I said, hopefully uh, there's a way to keep all these guys because I think that when they're healthy, they're, they're, they're game changers. And we saw that in 2020 and we saw how vital all three of those guys were in creating turnovers. And hopefully that's uh, a big key to success this year. But um, yeah. yeah, that's a good problem. To, I mean, that's a good problem that, that every team faces. I mean, we see the Eagles kind of just get, get depleted on the defensive side of the ball because they had an incredible year. That's just the way it goes. And um, you know, that's what, uh, that's what you can hope for. Yes, that is absolute truth. But I know one thing you can definitely hope for. If you go over there to betonline.ag, you're going to find a lot of prop bets. You're going to find a lot of futures bets. You're going to give yourself a lot of options uh, to play some, play some, uh, play some wagers there. And, and you can use our code BLEAV for your welcome bonus, 50% welcome bonus. If it's your first time over there at Bet Online um, Friday, football is going down. Sean Watson's going to start. Sam Howell's going to start. Um, right. Football is back. You get to see these two teams duke it out a little bit, get to see some of these young folks uh, run around and, and ball out. Let me, real quick, who are you looking for? Uh, one of the lesser named players on offense or defense to see out there on the field? Um, a guy that's been around a couple of years, uh, Deami Brown. I want to see if he has really made a, a big stride here in what would be what his third year. Um, you know, I, I've heard his name a whole lot at training camp, but I want to see if it's the real deal. And I would love to see it against a, a, another team and, and just see, see what we got there. If they really have like a third or fourth option at wide receiver. Well, I want to see what the guy out of Clemson is going to do, what KJ Henry is going to do. Just, you know, get out there and, and showcase what, what you're going to be able to put out there on the field. You're going against twos, you're going to go against threes, and you're probably going to get a lot of snaps, especially just knowing that you got Chase up there, they're not going to throw a whole bunch at him in the first game. So what's KJ Henry going to do? He may may be able to carve out a little bit of niche uh, and move one of these other guys along in the future uh, with his success down here. Um, but, oh, folks, make sure you all let us know who are you watching in this first preseason game. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, Believe Commanders, B-L-E-A-V Commanders, and tune in uh, over there at TuneIn Radio, SiriusXM Stadium, uh, favorite streaming platforms, YouTube, just search Believe, and you can catch our shows over there, and a lot of Believe TV stations as well. Uh, so, B Murph, you got anything for the people out here? Uh, man, I just we, we made it. We made it out of hot. It might still be hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it is. We're we're coming to you from Texas and Georgia, where that's all it ever is. But football is here. We've made it. We're almost to the fall. I can already smell the the bonfires. I can I smell the s'mores. And I can smell the football. We're almost there. We're a month away from these games actually counting, and it's game week already. So let's let's do it and uh, stick with us all season long. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you guys tuning in. For Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. Y'all set the standard. Be great. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode of Believe in Commanders. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.